The Buddhas of Bamiyan were two 6th century monumental statues carved into the side of a cliff in the Bamiyan Valley of central Afghanistan. Considered the largest standing Buddha statues in the world, the destruction of these two monumental sculptures in 2001 was a huge loss to the world of Buddhist art as well as human civilization. However, another giant Buddha statue, also regarded as a great work of human civilization, was well preserved in Dunhuang, China, and has amazed Buddhist and non-Buddhist visitors for more than a thousand years. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Why We Love Dunhuang podcast. Today, let's meet the giant Buddha in Dunhuang. Previously, we've talked about how and why Dunhuang became a Buddhist hub. The Mogao Caves in Dunhuang are also known as the Caves of the Thousand Buddhas. They are the homes to more than 2,000 coloured Buddha statues dating back over 10 ancient Chinese dynasties. Of course, if you're a tourist, you have little chance to see all the Buddhas, but there is one you must see. It is the largest of all the Buddha statues in Dunhuang. The Buddha and the tower in which the Buddha sits are so magnificent that it has already become an iconic symbol of Dunhuang, a must-see tourist attraction. It's easy to find this gigantic Buddha. When tourists visit the Mogao Caves today, the first thing they see is a giant cave shaped as a red mansion. This building has nine stories and is built into the cliffs with red wooden eaves outside. It is the iconic nine-story tower of Dunhuang. At a height of 45 meters, it is the tallest of all the caves. People used to call it the Great Buddha Hall, and it is catalogued as Cave 96. Thanks to a record found on the wall of another cave, we now know the construction of Cave 96 started in 695 AD. Actually, the cave went through several rounds of construction over time. Initially, it only had four stories, and the eventual nine stories didn't come into being until the 20th century. Inside the cave sits the largest Buddha statue in Dunhuang, which is 35.5 meters in height. You can only see the Buddha's feet if you just stand on the ground floor. So, apart from the cave's entrance, the cave has windows right in front of the upper part of the statue, which enables visitors to see the different aspects of it. This Maitreya Buddha is in a sitting posture, with his legs drooping naturally and his eyes looking down, giving people a sense of lofty majesty. The Buddha's right hand is raised as a mudra, or hand seal, of fearlessness, which is to remove the suffering of sentient beings. The left hand is stretched out as a seal of wish, which means to satisfy the wishes of sentient beings. The construction of the giant Buddha was something to do with Wu Tse-tien, the first and only empress in Chinese history. Wu was the de facto ruler of China's Tang dynasty for over 30 years, and then in 690 AD, when she was 66 years old, she established her own dynasty, and assumed emperorship for another 15 years. During her reign, China was a relatively stable, peaceful, powerful and prosperous empire. 
However, a female ruler was inconsistent with China's political norm, and there were a lot of suspicions about the legitimacy of Wu's rule. In response, two monks, who were also Wu's confidants, fabricated a story that according to some Buddhist sutra, Wu was the reincarnation of Maitreya. Maitreya is the Buddha of the future age. Wu was quite happy about this narrative, and as a result, many statues of the future Buddha were erected across China during Wu's reign. It is against such a backdrop that the construction of the nine-story tower began. Wu's face is said to be the prototype of the cave's Buddha statue in an attempt to pay tribute to her. We will talk more about Wu's legend and her relationship with Dunhuang later. Some background knowledge here. The destroyed Bamiyan Buddhas rose to a height of 55 and 38 meters respectively and were once considered the tallest standing Buddha statues. The Grand Buddha in Dunhuang's nine-story tower, which probably represents Emperor Wu's real likeness, is a seated one. It is the highest indoor clay-made Buddha statue in China, and probably in the world as well. From the point of view of architects, the excavation of such a giant cave is extremely difficult. It usually requires years, even decades, to complete. There is no detailed historical document recording the excavation of Cave 96. However, it was clearly recorded that 56 carpenters and 10 plasterers were involved in a 10-day renovation project of the cave in 966 AD. That brief renovation only targeted a very limited portion of the cave, so we can imagine how many more workers were used during the cave's actual construction process. Because the mountains in Dunhuang are all sands and gravel, it's impossible to carve the mountain rock into a statue. That's why the statue in Cave 96 has a stone body inside and an applied clay surface. The process of construction goes like this. First, chisel out the basic outline from the cliff. Then use straw mud to build up the shape. The next step is to use hemp fibre mud to make the finer shape and to carve the details and finally apply coloured material to paint it. During the early stage of Buddhism's development, there was no personified image of Buddha because, for one thing, Buddha opposed idol worshipping and for another it was thought at the time that a human's facial images couldn't represent the sacred Buddha. Things started to change around the first century when ancient India began to produce gold coins featuring Buddha's image. Later the practice of creating specific images of Buddha spread to Dunhuang along the ancient Silk Road. When local craftsmen in Dunhuang created their own versions of Buddha's image, they expressed a large degree of Chinese aesthetic value in the Buddha's clothing and facial expressions. The Buddha's eyes, face and lips were shaped in a way that showcases peace, composure, detachment and restraint. This is a unique form of artistic expression in the East, especially in central China. From those Buddha statues in different caves, we can track the evolving process of Dunhuang's sculptural art very vividly. In order to prevent Buddha statues from cracking over time, 
ancient Chinese craftsmen explored many techniques, including adding plant-based materials to clay. Eventually, making Buddha statues from clay became a mature technique, and it has been passed down from generation to generation. Apart from some giant Buddha statues, most of the statues in the Magao caves have frames made of wood, which are bound with millet straw, reed, or other grasses on the outside. There are generally two layers of the statues. The inner layer is made of grass mud, and the outer layer is made of paper pulp or cotton mud. Colouring the statue is the last step. Today, Dunhuang's Buddha statues become a vivid exhibition of the ingenuity and resourcefulness of ancient craftsmen. In addition to Buddha statues, the murals in the caves also provide a visual encyclopedia for understanding Chinese Buddhist art as well as social development. We will continue our Dunhuang art class and talk about the paintings on the walls in our next episode of the Why We Love Dunhuang podcast. Special thanks go out to the Dunhuang Academy and Sanglian Zhongdu for contributing to the content of this podcast. If you like the show, do give us a five-star rating or a review. I'm Graham Stevens. See you next time.